Welcome back to ENN Radio, a weekly podcast from Elon News Network bringing you the stories behind the headlines. I'm Anna Terry. One portrait hanging in Elon Law is the source of controversy. Emery Eisner is here to tell us more on the painting's muse. This week you worked on a story about a petition for the removal of a portrait in the Elon University School of Law. Can you first tell me who the portrait is of and who's petitioning for its removal? Yeah, so the portrait is of former mayor of Greensboro, Jim Melvin, and some students at Elon Law, where the portrait hangs, um, they're petitioning for the removal because of some comments that he made in the past about some of Greensboro's history. And what is Melvin's involvement with Elon? Yeah, um, so Jim Melvin was pretty influential with getting funding for Elon Law before it was founded back in the early 2000s. So the painting was actually unveiled at the dedication ceremony for Elon Law in 2006, but he, through his involvement with the uh, Bryan Foundation, which is in Greensboro, helped to get um, funding and community support to build the law school there, as opposed to just an extension of our campus here in Burlington. Mm-hmm. And why are the law students petitioning for the portrait's removal? Yeah, so Jim Melvin made some comments, um, you know, throughout his career, but the most recent time was in 2015. He did an interview with the News and Record in Greensboro, where he made some comments about an event that has come to be known as the Greensboro Massacre, which was a violent clash between members of the Communist Workers' Party Uh, Ku Klux Klan and American Nazi Party back in 1979, which was during his tenure as mayor. This clash took place at a Death to Klan rally put on by the members of the Greensboro Communist Workers Party. The Ku Klux Klan and American Nazi Party arrived and shot into the crowd, leaving five dead and ten wounded. Um, And he made some comments that said, even though he sympathized with the victims, and he said things like, you know, they never intended to be killed, He did also say that the Communist Workers Party, which made up all of the victims, uh, that they picked a fight. So students really took issue with that. Mm -hmm. Now, when was the request to remove this portrait first made? Was it recent? Um, How long ago did it happen? So last summer, um, some students sent a letter to administration and faculty and staff at Elon Law. Um, And this was sort of in the wake of the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement following the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, And it was a request and a list of demands for more proactive anti-racism at Elon Law. Um, And so this included taking down portraits or, you know, building names and such of people who had been demonstrated to be racist or, you know, express things that were offensive to students. So part of that was this portrait of Jim Melvin, and they started a dialogue with administration about trying to get that taken down at that point. Um, And that was in June. The Elon Law Student Bar Association also posted an online petition requesting for the portrait's removal. As of March 4th, they have received 158 of their 200 signature goal. And have any of the demands stated in the letter been met? Definitely. Um, 
when I talked to a couple of the students who were really involved with this push, they said that the portrait is really the only thing left that they want to accomplish in terms of the big things on their list. Um, one of their big accomplishments that they talked about was um, having a new director of diversity and inclusion for graduate programs at Elon Lake Bugs. Um, and so they helped her get hired and sort of create that position through their dialogue with administration. Mm -hmm. Now there have been several meetings discussing the portrait's removal. What did the school decide upon following these events or how did they respond? Yeah, so a representative for Elon University told me that um, after all of these discussions, after weighing sort of the history and how students felt about it, they decided to move the painting from the Simola Foundation Commons, which was a student commons space at Elon Law, and they moved it to a private conference room in the Dean Suite where it would be less visible. Um, and they decided that they would not be taking it down and putting it in storage, which is what the uh, students were actually requesting. Mm -hmm. And you talked to a few students in particular about their feelings towards the portrait being moved. Madison Fields in Paris Henderson. Can you explain a little bit more about what they expressed to you? Yeah, so Madison and Paris were the two women sort of really leading this push and being the faces of this whole movement. And they told me that, you know, removal of the portrait, total removal and putting it into storage was their ultimate goal. And so moving it to the conference room, to them it expressed that the portrait is still up, the portrait is still being valued, and they really disagree with that and did not appreciate that. Fields expressed her feelings. Imagine someone perpetuating a violent act against a family member and having to know that that person is hanging in infamy inside a law school in your own city to be glorified. How dare we? How dare we minimize life? Because at the end of the day, you have a picture and you have someone's life. It's always gonna be life first for me. And one of the professors of law, Catherine Dunham, wrote to the Dean of Elon Law, Luke Bierman, regarding the portrait. Can you tell me a little bit about what she said within the letter? Yeah, so Professor Dunham did write that letter and a lot of what she was saying was sort of her take on the issue after the students had initially written that letter to administration um, over the summer. And so that was her basically saying, you know, um, the administration of Elon Law, we should be listening to our students. And Fields and Henderson said the administration gave them advice about the situation. What was this advice? Yeah, so something that um, Elon University's statement to me also mentioned and something that I know that the administration had mentioned to Madison and Paris was that uh, they should go back and read the History and Memory Report, which was released last fall. Um, and one of those suggestions um, published in that report was that there should be um, a way, like a system to um, request removal of building names and portraits and, you know, things like that um, on Elon University properties. Um, and so basically the issue with that, as expressed by Madison and Paris, um, was that there is currently no system. That system has not been put in place yet. Um, and so when I asked a representative for Elon University to clarify, he said that um, that system is in development. It's in the early stages of development, but there is no timeline yet 
as to when that will be put in place. So there's no official system to request the removal of um, paintings and building names and things like that, but it is in development. With the painting still in the law school, Fields and Henderson said they will continue to speak on the subject. They also plan to get in contact with some of the Greensboro massacre survivors. And it will definitely be interesting to see how all of this plays out as time goes on. But those are all the questions I have for you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you again for having me. That's it for this week's episode of ENN Radio. Subscribe to ENN Radio on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And follow us on social media at Elon News Network. For the latest news, visit our website, elonnewsnetwork.com.